God bless you, man of God. <laughs> Good morning, East Parkway Church. My wife, son, and I are very, very grateful uh, for the invitation that you've given to us. We are grateful for the gracious hospitality that Jim and Christine are giving to us. We thank you, um, even the eldership of the church and our pastor for um, giving me the privilege to stand before you all. We are so grateful to God. Let's open in prayer. Father, I thank you for the privilege that you've given to me to be able to stand before your precious people and be able to speak your word. I pray to you, Lord Jesus, that may you use me as a vessel. May you speak your words through my mouth. May you minister to the lives of these, your people. May you glorify the name of your holy servant, Jesus, that through my sharing, your people may live to be drawn to you. They may, they may live to love you deeper. They may live to save you more. Father, be glorified, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as Jim had mentioned, I am very, very grateful for your generous support to Northrise University. I am what I am today because of the investment that you had put in into Northrise University. And I'm grateful. And as you are seated today, you are seeing a product of your generous love and support to Northrise University that I was a beneficiary of. Today's reading is coming from the book of John chapter 11. John chapter 11, um, we are going to read from verse 1 to 44, but uh, I'll be short and brief, and I pray that the Lord may bless you and minister you, to you greatly. And uh, the title of the message I'm sharing today is Lazarus, a dead man raised to life. Lazarus, a dead man raised to life. The Bible on, in this passage talks about a man called Lazarus who was one of the followers of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that he was sick. And he was so sick that the sisters were worried that he might die and they sent a message to Jesus for Jesus to go over and heal him. But the Bible tells us that Jesus delayed. And by the time he got to where Lazarus was, Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. And uh, it was a hopeless situation. But Jesus told Martha that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Jesus told Martha that he is the resurrection and the life. And finally, the Bible tells us that Jesus was taken to the grave and the stone was removed and he raised Lazarus from death. So that's what we're looking at today. Uh, this passage of scripture is uh, a shadow of what was to come on Easter. It it was Jesus raising Lazarus, and by doing that, he was telling the people there, the Jewish people, that he was going to rise from death. He was telling them that there is life after death. There is resurrection. And let's go together through the passage, starting from verse 1. The Bible reads, Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. 
So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. The Bible tells us that Lazarus was the brother of Martha and Mary. This Lazarus we're talking about was a follower of Jesus Christ. In our words, we can say he was a Christian. He was a believer. He was a member of Jesus' church, today's language. So Lazarus was a Christian. He was a believer. Uh, but the Bible tells us that Lazarus became sick. And it's interesting, the message that the sisters sent to Jesus is, Lazarus, the one you love, the one you care for, the one you cherish is sick. In other words, even if a person is loved by God, they can even still go through challenges. They can even go through sickness, disease, and affliction. When a person faces challenges, sickness, disease, and affliction, it does not mean that God does not love them. It does not mean that God does not care. The Bible clearly tells us that Jesus loved Lazarus, and yet Lazarus became ill. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. God cares about you. He's concerned about you. Even if you might be facing challenges, sickness, disease, and affliction, God still cares about you. You are still a Christian. You are still a child of God. Because many are the times we fall into trouble and we feel as if God does not love us. He's not there for us. He's not concerned about our lives. And sometimes the enemy might even tempt us to think that our Christianity, our faith in God is not genuine because of the problems we are going through. But that's a lie from the enemy. God loves you. He cares about you and he's concerned about the challenges you might be facing today. Moving on from verse 4, the Bible reads, When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. I'm reminded of uh, a time I was wrongly imprisoned. There was a man who came to our nation. He said he was a missionary helping orphans and widows in a nation called Tanzania. And this man gave me an invitation of going with him into his nation. And when I jumped on that opportunity and went off with him into Tanzania, when we arrived in a city called Dar es Salaam, to my shock and surprise, police officers arrested us. And they told me that the man that I was with was an international criminal. And the vehicle that we were driving, that he was driving, that I was riding on, was a stolen vehicle. And the officer said, because I was a foreigner with an international criminal in a stolen vehicle, I must have been a criminal. And they ended up putting me into prison for two years. Now, African prisons are bad. They cannot be compared to American prisons. So I ended up being in prison for two years. And during that time, I was thinking, is... God real? Does God love me? Why am I in prison? And is anything good going to come out of prison? And this is one of the passages that encouraged me. It encouraged me because I came to know that even though I was going through challenges and trials, just like Lazarus was going through sickness, God still loved me. I came to know that uh, even though I had gone into prison for two years and uh, suffered and gone through a lot of challenges and difficult things there, I still came to believe the word of God in John chapter 11 verse 4, which says, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified. 
through these words, God told me that my imprisonment, my suffering, my pain and sorrow was not going to end in shame, was not going to end in death, was not going to end in pain. But through it, God's glory will be manifested. I'm here as a child of God to declare the word of God to you that your challenges, your trials, your sickness, your marital problems will not end in shame, will not end in divorce, will not end in death, but through them, the glory of God will be manifested in your life. Reading from verse 5 and 6, the Bible reads, So now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. The Bible goes on telling us again that Jesus loved Lazarus. He also loved Martha. He also loved Mary. But when he was told that Lazarus is critically sick, he's, in, he's at the point of death, the Bible tells us that Jesus did not respond immediately by going to where Lazarus was. He waited. He delayed two more days. When I first got into prison, I was reading through the book of Acts. And when I read the book of Acts, I came to the passage of scripture that talks about Paul and Silas. And uh, when Paul and Silas were imprisoned and Paul started worshiping God in prison and immediately the, there was an earthquake and the, get, uh, the prison gates opened. So I thought, even though I'm in prison today, I'll just pray to God and God will perform a great miracle and the prison gates will be opened immediately. So I won't have to spend a lot of time in prison. And there I was, I earnestly prayed with all my heart to God. And after I prayed, I believed that God would answer possibly the same week. And one week passed. Again, I continued praying. A month passed, God did not answer. I continued praying, three months passed, six months passed, one year passed, nothing happened. I was still in prison. And when I was in prison, I was awaiting uh, judgment in court. And it took two years. And still God did not answer until after two years. Sometimes we wonder, I've prayed to God, I've sought God in prayer, I've done what is right. Why am I not seeing God come through for me? Why am I not seeing God answer my prayers in the time that I want after I just prayed? And that was one of the questions I had. I wondered, why didn't God answer? You might be seated in church today and you are wondering the same thing. You are saying, why doesn't God answer my prayer? Why can't God come through at the time that I want him to come through for me? Let's read on and, and find out. On Verse 17, we are jumping, John chapter 11, verse 17, the Bible reads. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha came, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. The Bible tells us that uh, Bethany, where Lazarus was sick, was less than two miles. In other words, if Jesus had started the journey, he would have made it the same day. If Jesus had started off, he would have been able to find Lazarus 
in his sick condition before he died. But the Bible tells us that Jesus took time. He took one day, two days, and by the time he got to where Lazarus had died, he had already been put in the tomb for four days. Now, we have to understand that when a body is put in a tomb for four days, there are possibilities of it being decaying, and that was the state of Lazarus. When uh, Jesus asked the sisters to open the stone, Mary said, Master, he has been in the tomb for four days and there is a bad odor. In other words, his body is decaying. But why did Jesus have to wait for four days? According to Israelite tradition, when a person dies, for the first day, there is a possibility of that person rising back to life. When a person dies um, for two days, there is still a slight possibility of that person rising from death. When a person has died for three days, the chances of that person rising from death are very, very slim. When a person has died for over four days and been put in the grave, chances of rising from death are zero. Many other times that we pray to God, and when the situation is not very serious and God comes through for us, we tend to claim the praise and we say, it was because of my wisdom, my intellect. It was because I'm a hard worker. I did this and that that produced this result. But Jesus wanted to wait and delay and let the people get to a point where they were hopeless. So that once he raises Lazarus from death, all the glory would go to God. All the honor would go to God. All the praise would go to God. So that none of them would be able to say that Lazarus was not actually really dead. He had to make sure that Lazarus' body decayed. He was hopeless. He was in a situation where man can do nothing. And when they had reached in that state, that's when Jesus arrived and raised Lazarus from death. I believe God waited for two years before I got out of prison so that after taking me out of prison, all the glory can go to him. I believe God waited for two years before he took me out of prison so that uh, after I got out of prison, I would have learned the lessons that God wanted me to learn. I would have been humbled. My character, my faith in God would have been purified. What am I saying? I am saying that Maybe God is taking his time in the challenges that you're going through so that when he finally comes through for you, all the glory may rise to him. I'm suggesting that maybe God is taking his time coming through for you and meeting you at your point of need so that you get to that point of hopelessness and look to God because he alone can save and deliver you. Maybe God is taking his time to answer you and meet you at your point of need so that your faith can be purified, your faith can be strengthened. You may be brought to a point where you get to love the Lord more, not because of what he's done for you, but simply because of who he is. Maybe, maybe God is doing something that is great, that will bring glory and honor to his name through the trials and the challenges that you might be going through. The Bible goes on reading from verse 20. Mm. 
When Martha heard that Jesus was calling, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The Bible tells us that the first words that Mary said when she met with Jesus is, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Martha knew, she understood it very well, that if only Jesus was with them, the sickness would not, would not have gone any further. If only Jesus was with them, Lazarus would have been healed. If only Jesus was with them, Lazarus would not have died. You see, when we are with Jesus, we will deliver ourselves from many trials and challenges that many people go through in life because of not being with him. Martha understood that when a person is with Christ, even when they go through trials, they come out of them victorious. But when a man is living here on earth without Christ, any trials and challenges can break them down in this life. In the trials and challenges that we've gone through in life, if only we had been with Jesus, maybe we might not have faced them. If only we had been with Jesus, maybe we would have come out of those challenges triumphantly. And what does it mean to be with Jesus? To be with Jesus means not simply calling myself a Christian. It means being in love with him, being committed to him, being devoted to his word and his will for my life, being obedient to his decrees. That's being with Jesus. Today, God is calling you and I to be with him, to be with him in our marriages, to be with him in our education, to be with Jesus in our workplaces, to be with him in our coming in and in our going out. Because once the presence of God is with us, he will guide us, he will counsel us, he will strengthen us, he will encourage us, he will lead us through our trials. Today I encourage you to be with Jesus. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will live again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you understand this? 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Jesus looked at Martha after she said her words and said, your brother will live again. That's what I love about Jesus. Whenever Jesus enters a place, he brings hope. Whenever Jesus enters a place, he brings light. Whenever Jesus comes into uh, a person's life, things change. He's a hope bringer. He brings light where there's darkness, healing where there's sickness, prosperity where there's poverty. Joy where there's sadness. Jesus is the answer. And the Bible tells us that he said, your brother will rise again. Even though Mary had received Jesus' words, 
She understood them in a different way. She said, yes, I know. He will rise up at the resurrection of the dead. In other words, Martha understood that this life that we are living is not the end of life. There is a resurrection. There is life after life. There is a transition from this life into another life that we are going to. And I know that I will be able to meet my brother there. What an encouragement. This encourages us that even though we might lose our loved ones here on earth, that's not the end of it. There is a resurrection. There is life after life. There is hope for us to be reunited with our loved ones. If only we stay in Christ. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. In other words, Martha, you don't have to wait until then. I am here. You don't have to wait until after the resurrection comes. I am here. I, Jesus Christ, I am the resurrection and the life. And that is what this passage is all about. It is not about Lazarus. It is about Christ. It is about he who is the resurrection and the life. And it goes on saying that the one who lives, who, who believes in him will live even though they die. The one who believes in Christ will live. What does it mean to believe in Christ? To believe in Christ is not simply having mental assertion of uh, Jesus being Lord. It is mental assertion that goes deeper than staying in the mind. It proceeds to the heart. And what is the heart? The heart is the seat of a person's emotions. It's the inner man. It's uh, uh, where our passions thoughts, desires, ambitions in life reside. And when we say a person believes in Christ and has mental assertion and moves on, believing that in their heart, it simply means that they've received Christ in all they are, in their inner man, in their thoughts, their desires, their goals, ambitions, in the words they speak, in their daily living. Christ is the center of their lives. And I pray that you may strongly and be rooted in your faith and belief in Christ. The Bible goes on saying, 27, Martha responded and said, yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe that you are the Christ. I believe that you are the anointed one who has come to save humanity, to save the world. And that is what, what Easter is all about. Easter is about the coming of Christ, the coming of our Savior, the coming of our Messiah, who came and died on the cross of Calvary, shedding his blood and giving away his life so that you and I can have eternal life. Easter is about Jesus taking away the sins of the world so that we may have the righteousness of God that has been imputed upon us. Easter is about God giving away his life that we may have life eternal. Easter is about God saving us from eternal dimension so that we may have eternity in Christ Jesus. Easter is God's expression of love to you and I. So as we celebrate Easter, God is saying, I love you, I care about you, and I'm reminding you that I died for you. Let's move on from verse 28. The Bible goes on reading. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister, Mary, aside. 
The teacher is here, she said, and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went home and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. Verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The Bible tells us that when Martha finished talking with Jesus, she went home and called her sister Mary. And there were people in the house comforting them. It's a blessing to have community. It's a blessing to have a church that one belongs to. It's a blessing to have people that you continue to fellowship with because that's a source of strength, a source of comfort. That's a source of God manifesting his love and his care to us. Because of that, I encourage you to be committed to church. Continue coming for every Sunday service. Continue going to Bible studies. Continue participating in the various groups that the church holds because that's a source of strength for us. That's a place where God manifests his presence and his love to us. The Bible tells us that when Mary met with Jesus, she said the same thing. She said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. My brother would not have died. Again, reminding us that if we are with Jesus, most of the trials and challenges we go through in life, we might not face them. And even when we are with Jesus and we face those trials, we should understand that those trials and challenges will not end in our death. But through them, the glory of God will be manifested. And when Jesus looked at Mary and the people that were with her, this is what happened. Verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, they replied. And Jesus wept. The Bible says Jesus cried. I wonder what Jesus was crying for. Was he crying because Lazarus has died? I don't think so. Jesus knew that even though Lazarus had died, he was going to be resurrected on the last day. But why was Jesus crying? I believe that Jesus was crying because of uh, empathy for Mary and Martha. Because he cared for them. Because he felt their pain. Because he felt their sorrow and he cried together with them. That's a blessing for us because it tells us that the God we worship is our incarnate God. The God who became flesh in order for him to feel our hurts, our pains, our sorrows. And through that, be able to minister to us and encourage us better. I'm saying that when you go through the trials and the challenges that you might be facing, you are not alone. God is concerned about you. God cares for you. God loves you. And Jesus asked them, where have you laid him? In other words, Jesus did not just end by crying. He acted. He did something about it. And he said, where have you laid him? 36. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? 
verse 38 and 39. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. The Bible tells us that when they arrived at the tomb where Lazarus's body was placed, there was a big stone that was put on the doorway. And Jesus told them to remove the stone. And when Mary heard those words, she quickly intervened and said, Lord, please don't do that. If we remove the stone, there is a bad order that is coming from there. Lazarus has been dead for four days. And once we remove that, no one is going to stand this place. It's smelly. In other words, Martha was saying that, Lord, it's too shameful for us to expose the grave. The body has decomposed. There's no hope. It's hopeless. But Jesus still insisted, remove the stone. In other words, many are times in life that we go through trials and challenges that are too shameful for us to even talk about, for us to even share before people, for us for even to go out and seek help. We say, people will laugh at me. It is too shameful. My situation is too bad. But Jesus still insisted, remove the stone. Sometimes we might be going through a situation that we think that we cannot even pray about because we think it is hopeless like Martha and we say, I, 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 don't, I don't even want to take time to mention this before God because it's hopeless. But still Jesus is insisting, remove the stone. Don't keep that hurt to yourself. Don't let that problem continue bottling up in your heart. Remove the stone. Seek help. Seek counsel. Pray to God. This is what Jesus said, verse 40. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? What a great response. When Jesus heard the words of Martha, he did not say, ah, I agree with you, Martha. Lazarus is hopeless. Let's just go home and continue mourning. No, he didn't say that. He said, Martha. Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? In other words, the glory of God is here and God desires to reveal it. But what is your faith saying? What are you saying? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Today, I'm here to encourage you to have faith, to believe. Have faith that your marriage will be restored. Have faith that your child will be restored to Christ. Have faith that your business will uh, do better. Have faith that things will improve. Have faith that you will live a long, good life. Have faith that you will be healed. If only you believe, you would see the glory of God. You see, one of the things that the enemy desires us to do is to lose hope. Is to lose hope. And if a person who is healthy and well loses hope, they can even die from a sickness that they do not have because of hopelessness. When a person has hope and faith in Christ, they'll be able to overcome every trial and challenge because of the faith they have. And Jesus is saying to you and I, if only we believe, if only we trust him, if only we trust in his power and ability to serve us, we will see the glory of God. Do you believe? Verse 41, finally Martha agreed and this is what happened. So they took away the stone 
Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to, to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. The Bible tells us that after the stone was removed, the first thing that Jesus did, he said words of thanks. He gave thanks to God. If I was the one who was called there and the stone was removed, the first thing I would have started doing is complaining. Lord, how could you allow Lazarus to die? Why did you do this and this? But the Bible tells us that the first thing that Jesus did was giving thanks. I wonder how our challenges and trials would change if we first started with giving thanks. If whenever we faced our challenges, instead of complaining, instead of being bitter, instead of being angry, we first started with giving thanks. The Bible tells us that Jesus gave thanks. And when Jesus gave thanks, he shouted out to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man was resurrected and he came back to life. I wonder what would have happened to Lazarus if the stone was not removed. I wonder what would have happened if Jesus shouted while the stone was still on the doorway. Possibly two things might have happened. Number one, Lazarus would not have heard the voice of Jesus. Secondly, maybe Lazarus might have heard the voice of Jesus. He would have been resurrected back but he would not have gone out of the tomb and instead he would have died right inside. You see, in order for us to see the miracle of God, we have to remove every stone that might be standing in between me and God. That might be standing between you and God. Any stone that might be hindering you from hearing the voice of God, from obeying the voice of God, from committing your life and your heart to Christ, we have to remove them so that we may see the glory of God. In conclusion, God loves you. He cares about you. Remember that, that even though you go through any trial, including sickness, God loves you. You matter to him. You are precious in his sight. God is saying to us that he is the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in him, even though they die, they will have eternal life in Christ. We have hope because Jesus came and died on the cross of Calvary, shedding his blood for us so that we may believe in him and have eternal life. God loves you and he demonstrated his love for you by dying on the cross for your sins and my sins. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We are grateful for who you are. We thank you that you are the resurrection and the life. We thank you that whoever believes in you will live even though they die. And because of that reason, we give you worship and we give you praise. Father, we pray that if there is anyone among us who is going through trials and challenges, that might even include sickness, we pray the words that you spoke in the situation of Lazarus, that may you bring out my father out of that trial, out of that challenge, out of that sickness. May that not result in death, but through that, may the glory of God 
be revealed through the trial and the challenges that your people are going through. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen.